are Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and unfortunately, the Flames could not pull off another shutout against the Leafs tonight, falling 2-1 to one in overtime, but we walk away with a point, and we're on to Ottawa, and that's all you can ask for. But before we start the show today, I would like for you to make sure that you are subscribed and following this podcast on your favorite apps so you never miss an episode of Locked on Flames. I missed the first few minutes of the period as I (laughs) was coming home from work and I was kind of concerned <laughs> that the that I had seen on Twitter that the Flames had taken uh, three penalties <laughs> in the first, and I, um, you know, I just found that very unacceptable. They were able to kill all of them, but we have seen that taking early penalties leads to (laughs) this team falling behind early because the penalty kill is not as strong as some might want it to be (laughs) and we're uh you know up to standard and things like that but David Riddick you guys he has come in and been phenomenal I'm not sure what this is that we're seeing from him but I really like it. (laughs) Um, You know, with Jacob Markstrom out, it's so important for this team to still have solid goaltending and really be solid all around. But tonight, Riddick stopped 37 shots, which is fantastic. And I was convinced (laughs) um, that he was going to have another shutout on his hands, which would have been something considering, you know, the Leafs are ranked number one in the division but Jeff Ward said that said that there's a lot to like about David Riddick's play in the last two games but um he says once he starts trending in this direction he's able to maintain it so that's very good that's very good but that's also concerning because it's like um yes we want him to maintain it but we also would like to see our six million dollar goalie back in net uh hopefully markstrom is okay and we do get to see him again sooner rather than later but you know he is still being evaluated on a day-to-day basis and you don't want to rush him back especially if you are making a push for the playoffs which you know the season's about 30 percent over so it's kind of time to start focusing on that and it just feels like the team is once again relying heavily on their goaltending and not carrying their weight. I mean, obviously it's going to be hard to put up a lot of goals against a team like Toronto, but you you need to shoot the puck. And Bennett, uh, Sam Bennett had three shots on goal tonight and Andrew Mangiapane had four and he actually led the team with four and he was responsible for the only Flames goal. So shout out to uh, Andrew Mangiapane. He also led the forwards in ice time with 20 minutes and 28 seconds. So he is 
really coming into his own. I think that we are going to see some amazing play from him this season and heading forward in his career. He's one of my favorite players to watch around the league, and I feel like within the next year or two, he's going to become a a bigger name, a bigger star. I was talking last night about how uh, the carbs dominate number 88, obviously, David Posternock and Mangiapane, uh, Brad Man. So <laughs> I am really looking forward to his future and things like that. I just really am loving what we're seeing from him. I think it's fantastic and I want to see him, you know, do more. I want to see him on, you know, kind of on the special teams unit, maybe played around there, kind of tinker with him a little bit. But something else that I wanted to note was that Glenn Godden played uh, only four minutes and 10 seconds tonight. Now, obviously, I know that this was, I believe, only a second or third game in the NHL. So he's obviously not going to be putting up 20 minutes a night. But I'm interested to see if he does get more of a chance. Some more time on ice and, you know, (laughs) a little bit bigger sample size before they say, hmm we're done with you. But coming up next, we are going to be talking about the news out of Montreal, which I'm sure many of you woke up to this morning, like I did. (laughs) And kind of, you know, a little bit of a shocker and what that means for the flames. But first, Built Bar, we are going to talk about our good friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar that is covered in 100% chocolate, but still has that nutritional value that every health-conscious eater is trying to get high in protein, low in carbs, high in fiber, and wonderful for anybody who is looking to gain weight, maintain weight, or even on that keto diet. I love keeping a uh, Built Bar in my desk where I am oftentimes writing or podcasting my heart out, so I have a quick snack in between gigs and it's wonderful to just chow down on something that tastes so good and is so good for you head on over to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on for 20 percent off of your next order locked on flames continues don't forget to follow me over on twitter at jess belmosto this morning i woke up to the news for the second time in my life <laughs> that claude julian was fired. Um, you know, I was quite surprised. I don't think any of us saw that on our horizon. Um, management came out and said that it was time for a new voice in the room, and I just uh, wasn't quite sure what to make of that because, you know, the Flames are—I mean, the Habs are nine, five, and four with twenty-two points, and. The Habs had lost three, won a single game, and then he was fired. So I'm kind of scratching my head here because I never thought I would see the day where Julian was out of a job before Jeff Ward. Both (laughs) coached um, in Boston in 2011. 
So maybe there's some sort of reunion in the works there, or maybe they, they can just like switch jobs. You know, it's like wife swap, but job swap. But the Habs have a uh, 6.11 points percentage, and they fired their coach. Um, you know, I'm a little confused there, but I guess you can't fire your goalie who is under contract for another uh, five years, who seems to be the real problem here. I mean, you know, Carey Price has an 8.93 save percentage, and he has not been consistently solid for quite some time, and I would expect him to kind of continue to trend downward as time goes on and he gets older and you know you just you just traded for Jake Allen who has a 932 save percentage and Tyler Toffoli is averaging about a point per game and I just I don't necessarily see how Claude was the problem unless there are things that are going on behind the scene that we just don't know I definitely did not see this on my radar. I guess if I were really any other coach in the NHL right now, I would be concerned, especially if your team is not performing at this elite level. I mean, I thought that the Habs had been very good and, you know, kind of, you know, they've earned the juggernaut title and things like that. So again, it's, you know, it was still early in the season when things were, you know, firing up and they were on a hot streak for a little bit. And I mean, I would consider that they're still a good hockey team. I just, I don't know why they would can him necessarily. And Jeff Ward, you know, my first thought was quite literally, Jeff Ward has to be crapping himself right now. Because if you can coach such an offensively dominant team and still win games with your subpar goaltenders and get fired what happens when you have two good goaltenders and a, a, a decent offense you know you don't have that secondary scoring <laughs> with Calgary and you don't have necessarily a strong special teams so are you next? Are you going to be calling your boss and say, hey, Brad, are you going to fire me? Like, what can I do differently? Or, hey, can we talk about, uh, you know, switching things up a little bit here and there? Like, what do you do? Because I, <laughs> no one is necessarily safe right now. And I know that we kind of have been calling for Jeff Ward's job, but holy smokes, like, I just, I was completely blindsided by this, and I don't know how many times I can say that, but is Jeff Ward next? If this is the precedent that, uh, you know, management offices and front offices and owners are taking, like, if you suck as a coach and you're not getting the job done consistently, you're not winning consistently, um, are, we're firing you. Like, is this setting a precedent? Is this going to be the, <laughs> the first domino that has fallen in the coaching world? Again, like we had last uh, last season, except those were under completely different circumstances. Again, Gallant is still out there, you guys. <laughs> still out there. I'm sure you would love a phone call. But before we head to the third segment to talk about uh, our first matchup against the Ottawa Senators. I wanted to talk to you guys about Bet Online AG. 
Bet Online AG is your online sports book expert. They have everything you need from, you know, your basketball, baseball, hockey, to reality shows, esports, everything like that. And you can head on over and create your free account and get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use promo code locked on. And I think that's pretty cool, you know? Bet on some basketball, some hockey, might as well bet on anything your heart desires and get that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use promo code locked on. So head on over to Bet Online AG and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Hey, you there. Are you subscribed to Locked On Flames? Are you following our show on your favorite podcast network and favorite platforms? Make sure you're doing it right now. We are set for another back-to-back tomorrow night against the Ottawa Senators. This is the first meeting between the two this season, and we are finally getting to see the Kachuk brothers battle it out. Nearly two months into the season, um, <laughs> you know, I think the Sens are going to Sens. Matt Murray right now has an 883 save percentage, and their backup has an 859. So I, I'm not going to get too ahead of myself here and say that this is, you know, something that the Flames have in their benefit, but I think something could work. Something could be on the Flames' side here. <laughs> uh, Brady Kachuk leads the team with eight goals. And of course, you know, Dadnov is very good. And they, the Flames might have something to worry about there. And if you don't think that the Sens are capable of winning, look back to last week when they came back five uh, in a 5-1 deficit against Toronto and then won in overtime. So they have it in them. They can do it. They can beat elite teams. And that probably means that they can beat middle-of-the-road teams such as the Calgary Flames. I am looking forward to this matchup, um, mainly because it is on um, East Coast time, which is where I am. So, you know, I'm not going to have to be staying up until 1 a.m. covering a hockey game again. Um, like I did during that Vancouver road trip, but today actually marks one year since I agreed to join the Locked On Podcast Network, and if you've made it this far into the episode, I just wanted to say, hey, thanks for sticking around. If you've been here from the beginning, you can probably tell the difference in my confidence level and the difference in production and the different, you know, things within a podcast, so I'm honored to still be here and to be talking about your Calgary Flames every day with you guys, and we will chat more tomorrow, and I will see you then, but first, before I go, I want to make sure to plug my Twitter again, which is um, at Jess Belmosto, J-E-S-S-B-E-L-M-O-S-T-O, and make sure that you are following and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast network. All right, y'all, I will chat with you tomorrow and go Flames.